Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This is episode 78. Is ADHD the same in men and women? Pretty much. ADHD is still more likely to be diagnosed in males than in females, even though the condition creates the same information processing weaknesses in both genders. However, society places different expectations on men than on women, so because their demands are different, their struggles can be too. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else, including on the Kindle. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. Cool. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. Most people still tend to think that ADHD is more common in boys and men than it is in girls and women. This is partly true, but it may also be wrong. So it's definitely true that more males are diagnosed with ADHD, but this doesn't necessarily prove that the condition is actually more common. Some researchers argue that because clinicians tend to think of ADHD as more of a male thing, they're more likely to look for ADHD in males, so they are therefore more likely to find ADHD in males or to give the diagnosis to males than they are to females. Even if a female walks in with the same symptoms, if the clinician doesn't tend to think about ADHD in females, they may find other explanation for this girl or woman's symptoms. The problem is that clinicians are making the same mistake that we can all make, which is that we tend to find what we look for or don't find what we aren't looking for, which then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So unless a woman is just painfully obvious about her ADHD symptoms, some clinicians won't think about ADHD to explain her symptoms. So the obvious ones may get diagnosed, but the ones where it's more subtle will get missed. So will the women who have ADHD, but there are also other things going on that muddy the diagnostic waters. For example, she grew up with a chaotic, you know, alcoholic parent, and perhaps that's why she did poorly in school or is depressed now. Or she's really anxious, and maybe that's why she doesn't concentrate well. Whenever there are multiple things going on, it takes more skill, time, and patience to sort through them all and arrive at a complete and fully accurate diagnosis. This is why it's important to find someone who's experienced in what you think is going on with you and who can spend enough time to get it right. When we talk about biases that clinicians may have, males are more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD, whereas females are more likely to be diagnosed with depression or anxiety. Or anxiety. Now, the irony is that a woman may truly be depressed or anxious, but that's only part of the picture, and the important ADHD part is left out. The worst part is that the untreated ADHD may be driving some, or much, 
of her anxiety and depression. So treating that without treating the ADHD first is kind of like painting over the water stains on the ceiling without first patching the roof. Good luck. It may be that males are more likely to have the hyperactive and impulsive symptoms or at least be more obvious about them, which makes it easy for a clinician to see their ADHD. As Tom Brown jokes, the school janitor can diagnose the hyperactive kids. They make themselves known. By contrast, females may have more of the inattentive symptoms. You know, maybe. That, that's not positive, but perhaps they do. And if so, that may look more like kind of depression or anxiety if you don't look closely enough. Or if the female is hyperactive, it may show up more as being kind of overly talkative than is sort of running around the room. So some clinicians may miss it if they're not looking for it. So males are more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD, but is the disorder any different between the two genders, you know, once you are diagnosed or regardless of whether you're diagnosed? Some research has found that the outcomes of a life of ADHD are pretty much this, the same for men as for women. Some research is also finding that symptoms of inattention are affected by women's hormone levels as they go through their monthly menstrual cycles in menopause. So there may be some benefit to increasing medication doses for particular days of the month or altering your medication regimen as you go through menopause. You may also find that it seems like your ADHD is getting worse as you go through menopause. I don't know that it's necessarily getting worse, but perhaps your functioning is getting worse for other reasons as your hormones kind of go crazy. Probably the biggest difference, though, is based more on societal expectations than it is in the ADHD itself. That is, as much as gender roles in Western society are less rigid than they used to be, you know, kind of 1950s stereotype, Men and women still tend to live different lives and have different demands and expectations placed upon them. Women are still more likely to have greater responsibility for raising children and managing the household, which presents different challenges than focusing primarily on earning an income. And doing both is even more complicated. Some folks with ADHD are able to do well at work because they put in extra time to catch up on things that didn't get done during the regular eight-hour day. Once they have kids, though, they aren't able to borrow this time as easily because they have demands at home. Plus, the sleep deprivation that comes from little ones definitely makes everything harder. I know that one far too well. I can't believe my liver didn't give out during my son's first year of life, given all the coffee I was drinking, but somehow I guess I survived and I'm still here. And I'm drinking slightly less coffee, so that's good. On the social front, Female friendships tend to have different rules than male friendships, you know, at least if you believe the stereotypes. I think it's fair to say that guys tend to be more forgiving of ADHD symptoms, whereas female friendships may be more sensitive to disruption by untreated ADHD. For example, get, forgetting important details from a conversation, not returning phone calls, interrupting, etc. may be a bigger problem for women than for men. Of course, the female listeners will say that, you know, us guys are a bunch of knuckleheads who call acquaintances friends and don't know what real friendships look like. But, you know, I suppose there there is simplicity when it comes 
or there is simplicity that comes from less intimacy. Regardless, as always, I kind of don't really care what you do as long as it works for you. So the goal is to get the friendships that you want, regardless of what friendships other people may have. So in the end, I think we can say that ADHD itself may be a little different between men and women, but that the lives we lead are probably even more different, which of course doesn't even take into account the differences among individuals even of the same gender. Regardless, the goal is the same. Master your ADHD or your ADHD will master you. You can choose whether to have ADHD, but you can choose what to do about it. So make the best life for you can, the best life for yourself that you can. I've got a couple of great presentations coming up this week. I'll be in Baltimore on Friday, September 24th, doing a fun presentation on couples. Then I fly out the next day for a presentation on executive functions in Sweden on Tuesday the 28th. You can get information about both presentations and a bunch more, including the virtual ADHD conference, which is like right around the corner at this point, on the new presentations page at adultadhdbook.com. Now, I try to do new podcast episodes on Mondays, although sometimes I miss by a day or two, like this week. But given my crazy travel schedule this week, I'm not sure what the next couple of weeks are going to look like. So there may be some delay between episodes, but you know, I will get something up as soon as I'm able. And who knows, maybe 14 hours of plane time times two will give me plenty of time to crank out you know, about 100 podcast episodes. So I may have a bunch of them sort of ready to roll when I get back. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.